Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you. And help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Have you ever tried to cook with a small child or a toddler? It's like they come into the kitchen and they say, mommy, can I cook with you? And you look at the boiling hot pot of water and that you just poured your pasta in and then you look at the skillet next to it and there's meat browning and oil popping up and you say, sure, sweet, innocent child, come into this kitchen of death and let's hope that none of us is mangled by the end of this cooking adventure. Go wash your hands, pull up a stool. The other day, my son, a couple weeks ago, actually came in and I was cooking breakfast for dinner. It's one of our favorites. And um, he said, mom, can I help you cook? He's eight years old. So he washes his hands. He comes over and I'm breaking the eggs into the bowl to make scrambled eggs. And so the package of eggs is there. The bowl is there. And he picks up an egg and he plays little league, y'all. And he just whips that egg into the bowl as if he's pitching across home plate. And I I don't know what to say, but in the split second, there's egg on my face, egg on his face, egg on the counter. There's kind of egg everywhere. And his hand is already in the bowl. He's like, mom, I know you don't like shells in there. And so he's digging out individual pieces of shells. It's never easier, is it? It's never more efficient to let the kids in the kitchen, but you want to do it because you want to be with them. You want to connect with them. You want to have that time with them. And it's the same when it comes to the kingdom work of God. God, our father, lets us kids into his work. We get to be a part of the kingdom work of God. It's not easier for God to do that. It's pretty messy to let us be involved in people's eternities. It would have been way easier for God to just make some more angels. And then he could have just sent someone like Michael, the archangel, to the front flagpole spot with his flaming sword and bulging muscles. And just, there's the security team for the week. I don't think any bad guys would come. I don't think we need our matching black shirts and our guys walking around with their radios. I think Michael the Archangel could have handled the situation, but that's not how God staffs the church. Instead, God says, I'm gonna let the kids, my kids, into the kitchen. God could have sent a like a beautiful, fluffy angel back to the infant class, and she could have long, flowing hair and piercing green eyes, and she could sit in a billowing, white, fluffy robe in the nursery and your baby could hover on a cloud of perfection the entire time you attend adult service. This would be a great way, in my opinion, to staff the nursery. But instead, God says, no, I'm going to get a whole army of people in red shirts and they're probably going to get puked on every now and then. But that's my plan. That's my plan to staff my church. And that doesn't make sense to me unless you consider what is the mega theme of the entire Bible. And if you like dissect the whole Bible and you kind of come down to one or two or three main themes, one of those themes invariably has
has to be that God wants to be with his kids. God wants to spend time with his people. So why does God let us serve? Why do we get to help build the kingdom of God? It's because God wants to be with us as we do it. God doesn't want to send Michael the angel with the flaming sword. Instead, he wants to take Ty and just say, hey, Ty, I'm going to empower you and I'm going to fill you and I'm going to give you wisdom and insight in that lovely black shirt and you are going to help keep us safe. He wants to partner with Ty as he serves in our church and he wants to partner with the camera people and he wants to partner with the children's people because he wants to be with us when we do that work and he, and he flows through us in this unique way and he wants us to feel the thrill of what it's like to serve in the kingdom, to be the guy on the spider jump that's flinging the kid up to the ceiling. And then 10 minutes later, they come and they ask you for prayer because you made some kind of connection with them somehow when they were doing their backflips that now they want to pray with you. Or they, God wants to allow us to feel the thrill of taking that little toddler from their mom and yes, the toddler's screaming and they have boogers. And, but you get to be the one that gets to comfort that parent and say, I remember when my kid was in this toddler's class and it was crazy, but they stopped crying and they learn, they learn to be a little more independent and you get to have an hour, mom, an hour to yourself to be with you. He likes to allow us to be part of that in other people's lives. We get to encourage other people. It's never easier, but it's always better and more memorable. And God calls each one of us to serve. And we don't have to be perfect Christians to serve. And we don't have to have all the right answers to serve. And we don't have to know exactly even how to help to serve. We don't have to have been a believer for several decades to, to be qualified to serve. All we have to do is being willing to partner with God and allow God to say, yes, God, here am I, I will serve. And this is how God th set things up. He said the, the first and most important thing is of course that, that each one of us would be saved, that we would make that commitment to Jesus and we allow Jesus to cleanse us from all of our mistakes and we begin that relationship with him. That is step one. But then we start serving. And the reason we start serving is there is no greater way to learn all the stories of the Bible than by teaching them to kids. There's no greater way than to learn how to stick in and be strong in your marriage for 50 years than to serve as husband and wife as ushers next to a husband wife team that served together and been married together for 50 years. I mean, how do you grow in your faith? One of the biggest ways you, one of us would grow in our faith is when we step up and say, I will serve. I will get in the game. I'll build the kingdom and I'll partner with you, God. And so God's top priority is to build his kingdom. God's top priority is to cause the kingdom of God and the local church to continue to advance and, and impact more people and challenge and change more people. And so as soon as we get saved, we should step in and start figuring out how we can serve. Now, every Sunday I get to walk around our church and I stop, I poke my head in almost every nursery classroom and I talk to those teachers while they're serving. And I go into kids' church and I stand in the back and I talk to those green team people while they're serving and I stop by, the bookstore or coffee shop and I get a soda and I talk to those people while they're serving and the info people and the tech people. And, and I talk to hundreds of people every single week when they're in the midst of serving. So last Sunday I decided, wouldn't it be cool to interview those people while they're serving and see what 
some of their thoughts are about serving. So we went around with a camera and we asked them some simple questions. The first one we asked them is, what, um, what stopped you from starting to serve? Like what was your obstacle or your excuse that made you go, ah, probably not, serving is probably not for me. And let's take a look at their answers, real life fellowship church people. What did they say? My name is Tavia and I serve in the Fellowship Nursery as well as in 4640 on both high school and middle school night. I almost didn't serve because when I started I was really nervous, I didn't know very many people and I didn't really know how to get involved. Hi, my name is Carla and I serve in the coffee shop. I almost didn't serve because I thought it would take a whole bunch of time and it actually doesn't. Hi, my name is Dan Bishop and I serve in the tech team here at Fellowship Church. I almost didn't serve because I was concerned about the uh, demand that was placed on my time. But in serving here for about a decade now, I found that it's time well spent and that every moment I've been here, I've met some awesome people and have had the opportunity to serve God in incredible ways. Hey guys, my name is Stuart Miller and I serve at 4640 working on this spider jump. And uh, I almost didn't serve because my work schedule is very excruciating and long days out of town a lot. I remember way back when I started, probably been about 15 years that I've been volunteering, but boy, back when I started, I, was, I wasn't I was sure like how they could use me. I was like, well, I really don't know what it is that that I can do, but I just really wanted to serve, so, so I just jumped in at 4640. Hi, I'm Bubba. I'm part of our security ministry here at Fellowship. I almost didn't serve because I didn't feel that I was needed or could be an influence or was worthy enough. I almost didn't start serving because I'm not extremely extroverted and I never really saw myself um, working with kids. I almost didn't serve because I didn't feel qualified and I felt like there were people that were way more entertaining and could take on that job better than I could. Hi, my name is Madison Genzer and I serve in Kids Church and I used to serve on nursery. I almost didn't serve because I thought I was too young. Hi, I'm Elisa Blair and I volunteer in the Cool Beans bookstore here at Fellowship Church. I almost didn't volunteer in here when they asked me to because I'm not a big reader and I also kind of wondered what kind of ministry opportunities would there even be in a bookstore? I almost didn't serve because I was brand new to the church and I was scared of not knowing anybody or making any friends. Hi, my name is Matthew Wood and I serve in security. And the reason why I didn't really want to go towards it is because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I've been hearing from the devil saying, oh, there's people better than you. Hi, my name is Solis Little and I serve in Kids Church on Sunday mornings. Um, I almost didn't serve because I thought I was too old. Um, what held me back for the longest time was the fact that I have five kids um, and it is quite the chaos in the mornings to get ready whether we make it here or not. Hi, my name is Jennifer and I serve in Kids Church. When I first started coming to fellowship, I almost didn't serve because I was a new Christian and I thought I needed to know all the answers. I thought I needed to know everything the Bible said. I can remember the time that they called out for volunteers and people needed to step out and help serving and I thought, that's not for me. No, I don't think so. But my wife was nudging me saying, honey, I think you really should serve. And uh, I just, I, th I thought of every excuse in the book on why not to serve. And honestly, um, it's been the best thing that, I, that I've done here. I get more out of it 
um, when I serve, I, I feel like uh, Spirit blesses me more on the days that I serve than the days that I just attend church. So I would encourage you, if you're thinking about it, even if you're not thinking about it, step out and serve. It's great. single person has a reason why they were hesitant to start serving. When I asked that question, the answers just came so fast. Some felt unqualified, but the number one reason that we heard over and over again had to do with schedule. I am too busy and I get it. Uh, as a mom, I'm a working mom outside the home. I have, we have three active boys and between sports, school, family time, homework, all that kind of stuff. I wonder sometimes how could we possibly add even one more thing to our schedule? And I think the answer is found in the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter six. Jesus is speaking and he says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So Jesus, I believe in this verse, is giving us a formula of how to make things happen. It says, seek first the kingdom, and then this will be added. These things, all these things will be added. Have you ever heard Christians kind of throw out the term tithing math? If you've been around church any period of time, you may have heard someone say this. What it basically means is earlier when Pastor Dan took the offering, he talked about how we should tithe. And tithe is giving that first 10% of our income to God. And when we do, then God promises to bless and protect our resources. And then we live on that 90% and somehow supernaturally, it doesn't make mathematical sense, but God multiplies it and God protects it so that in the end, 90% turns out to be bigger and better than 100% would have. Maybe your car doesn't break down and you don't have to repair it. And so you save those resources. Um, and so that's tithing math. People talk about it. You can't see it in a checkbook. A CPA can't necessarily understand it. It's a spiritual principle. And I think there's a spiritual principle when it comes to serving that we find in that verse in Matthew 6, 33. It's, it's serving math. Have you ever wasted, raise your hand just out of curiosity, if you have ever spent 20 minutes instructing your children how to put on their shoes and walk out the door. Okay, let's just say that you start serving and God supernaturally protects your time. What if by the miracle and the grace of the loving God in heaven, your children put their shoes on in 20 seconds? Do you know how many hours could be saved in one week by not, ha right? So there's serving math. Say you've been just racking your brain as to how to fix something around the house. And you're looking at this project and you're like, this project could take an hour or this could take three Saturdays. I'm not sure. And you're trying to think, how am I going to get this? And what supplies do I need? And how many times am I going to have to go to Home Depot to get this figured out in one day? Well, what if because of serving math, God multiplies your efforts and instead of taking all Saturday, it takes an hour and it's just done and it's fixed right. And God can supernaturally add time to your schedule. And over and over again, when we were talking to people and saying, what, would you serve? Can you serve? People come back with that excuse. I don't have time in my week. And I can't explain to you how it works out, but I can show you in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, when we put his kingdom first, that he adds. And I believe one of the things that he adds is time. And there are a lot of reasons people don't serve, but Jesus made serving a priority. So the very last week he had on this planet, he took time to serve. 
Now, logically, it would have seemed better if he would have taken time to write a book in his own handwriting and give it to us, or heal a bunch more people, or raise three more people to the dead, or if he would have continued his Sermon on the Mount series into part two. Those might have seemed more logical uses of the last three or four days of life Jesus had on this planet, but instead Jesus served. The Bible tells us that he took off his regular robes and he put on the robe of a servant and he knelt down in front of his disciples and he washed their feet on the night he was betrayed. Isn't that shocking? The very last couple things he had to make a choice about is he chose to serve. And feet washing was the most humble way of serving no one in his generation. That's how much Jesus prioritizes this idea of serving. It makes a difference. So we went around and we asked people, what stopped you from serving? And then we went around and we asked people, because you've served, how has it blessed you? How has it changed you or changed the life of your family? How have you maybe benefited because of serving? So let's check out what our church family had to say. Hi, my name is Carla and I work in the coffee shop and I'm really glad I do. It's a great way to meet people, get connected and make new friends. I am so glad that I serve because it's gotten me connected in the church. I've met a ton of new people and I get to hang out with these little guys. Smile. I love that I can be a part of something where I don't have to be as direct in contact with people if I don't feel like it. I'm so glad I started serving because I realized that you're never too young to make an impact. Dave and I agreed at the East Door and we love what we do change it for anything in the world. We love doing this because it's the best part of our week. Amen to that. I love serving because it helps me get closer to my kids and build friendships with uh, other people in our church. It has been really awesome. It is crazy how many opportunities there are to just minister to people and welcome people to our church here in the bookstore. It's been a huge blessing working with these kids. Um, they really open your eyes and uh, there's just so much uh, love from them and God just really uh, shows you kind of what uh, what they're all about. It's an opportunity to serve God in a way that I feel is useful and that God has called me to. And it's an opportunity to work with his people in an incredible environment and to get ministered to and to be a part of the ministry. And I'm thankful for that. I'm so glad I do serve because I can connect with the kids that were in my spot when I was younger and help them personally. It's really grown me in my own spiritual walk and just being part of the church. I've, I've grown like a church family. This is my family now. Just going through some you know, I went through some tough times and, and really honestly my family, my church family came from these areas that I that I serve in. I work for the school district and when I come to 4640 I see a lot of familiar faces, but the conversations look a lot different here. I get the opportunity to pray and talk about God. It's just such a blessing to be able to be here. So serving for me has been not only rewarding in my life, but I feel like God is definitely using it to touch others. You know, we're best friends and we get to spend quality time with each other as well as serving God by loving on these beautiful kids. And now I get to hold babies and get my baby fixed without having grandkids, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing 
We have a great time. I feel uh, so blessed. The Lord blesses me so much through uh, the time that we spend here. And the Bible says to store up your riches in heaven, and I feel that's a, exactly what we get to do as volunteers. Hi, my name is Milan, and I serve in 4640 as a worship leader. And I'm so glad that I decided to start serving because it has really been a great opportunity to get rid of my stage fright. I'm able to get up in front of people, and I've discovered an absolute passion for worship. I've been able to get out of my shell, and I've made so many good friends through this um, that have become lifelong friends and that I know are going to help me through every stage of my life. And I'm just so thankful for Fellowship Church. While interviewing volunteers, it, a theme kept coming up and people kept saying things like, I get more out of it than I even end up giving. I come to serve and I somehow leave even more filled up, more connected to people, to God, to my family. And it's just such a blessing. And so I knew when Pastor Hooper said, will you, will you take This Is Us, We Serve, will you preach that sermon? I knew right away I wanted to bring up Pastor Will. Um, Pastor Will is one of our uh, ministers and pastors that serves and leads in Kids Church and in 4640. And one of his main responsibilities is helping plug in volunteers and figuring out how to put them in the best position uh, for them to serve. So Will, will you just kind of walk us through that process, what that looks like here? Well, for one, the process sounds way more intimidating than it actually is. Um, I just love sitting down with new volunteers because at some point I get to hear their story. I get to hear their passions and their interests. And those are the things that help us um, determine where in the, in the ministries that they can fit. And so it all starts with filling out like a connection card or an application. And an application sounds intimidating. And sometimes that is the thing that stops people. It's not a mortgage application. It is, <laughs> it's, it's just a simple application that, um, tells us a little bit of your interests and story because those, those are the things that we need to know to be able to best place you um, in those different ministries. And then for certain different things like um, our youth group um, in 4640 Kids Church, ushers and security, we do a background check as well. Um, but that's pretty much as simple as it is to get going. So what, what happens if someone wants to serve but isn't exactly sure where they could serve or should serve? They're not sure what they're passionate about. Honestly, I really am excited when I, when I kind of get those people. They're just like, I don't know what to do, but it's, I want to do it. That's what really intrigues me. All God needs is a yes, a yes to serve. We will find a place for you. We will find a place for you. There's a, during that conversation, so once you fill out an application, um, a staff member who oversees the placement within their department will schedule a meeting and will talk to you. And during that conversation, we find out your interests and your passions, and that's where we can try and place you. And sometimes I've had people, um, an application come across my desk for uh, Kids Church at 4640, and it just wasn't the best fit for them actually. And we're able to actually put them into a ministry somewhere else here in fellowship that they're able to really thrive in. And also it's no pressure to be locked into that one thing. If, if serving is in a certain place, man, doesn't fill you up or doesn't give you passion. We don't want as a staff, we don't want our volunteers and our people that serve to be burnt out or to um, have serving like become a bad taste in their mouth at all. So we want them to be able to be filled up and, um, feel like what they do matters. And so we'll move different volunteers from place to place till something fits and they can really hear and feel, feel God move. That's awesome. So what do you think people are most worried about before they become a volunteer? I think one of the most intimidating factors um, when before they become a volunteer that they're intimidated about or afraid of is afraid that we're just gonna throw you into a role and then um, hope that you um, are still alive when Sunday comes. Um, 
That's not it at all. It's not like we're going to put someone on the tech ministry and just put them behind a camera and say, all right, hope you don't mess up today. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not at all. I think the big thing that we want you to know is that we train you. We right. want to make sure that you're comfortable in the spot that you're serving in. And so generally what that looks like is you'll be able to shadow somebody. Um, you'll be able to um, be trained by them. And also it doesn't take like a crazy amount of background knowledge in the place that you're trying to serve to, to be successful there. We want to be able to set you up for success. And here at Fellowship, we want... We want to serve Jesus to the best of our abilities. And so we want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable in, in where you serve and that the different things that you're doing, you're trained on. So what are some of the changes that you see in the lives of people that are serving that you work with? Man, you heard a lot of them in the video um, right there of, of what people get out of, of serving and what are the things that um, God does in their lives. But I think there's three big things that I see, um, and it's unique as a staff member <clears throat> to like see on the outside, like people change and people really um, get connected. And I think there's three things that people that serve, um, the three connections that they make. One being they connect with other like-minded believers. Two, they connect more with God and in ways they couldn't imagine connecting with him in. And they also connect with the greatest versions of themselves. Um, the first thing, they, they connect with people that are like, like-minded, um, people that also have the same interests. And, you know, if you are in the market for, say, you know, a significant other, the, 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 don't make that the reason. Don't make that the reason <laughs> that, that you volunteer. That was not in the script, Will. <clears throat> Sorry. But we have seen marriages come out of volunteer groups We have seen quite a few really healthy marriages. Yeah. But um, when, you're, when you're like working alongside elbow to elbow with people that like not only are like have the same interests as you, but they're also like pouring out into others, it's super special. And I don't know if any of us, uh, probably many of us have walked through a situation in our life where we felt alone. Like maybe it was a tragedy or a tough time or even joyous seasons can feel tough when we're alone. But if you're serving on a team and a ministry team here, you're surrounded by people you know, at least once, maybe even multiple times a week that carry your same interests, but also love the same God that you do, that, right. that you're serving together. And so um, I've seen on, on green team and on blue team and kids church and 4640 teams, volunteers that have walked through tough seasons, but we've seen miracles of financial breakthrough, of, of health, of, of things in their family, of, of all sorts of different situations. And they were able to share those prayer requests and walk with people through that. And it just helps to share that burden a little bit more. Something else we connect with is God in different ways we never, we never thought that we could. Um, in the youth ministry, you get a whole nother service. You get another worship. And even in kids' church, um, where you know, worship doesn't look like this, because I lead worship and I'm not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> but True. we have video worship and, and it's these things that like these ways that you never thought like God could speak to you. You just open yourself up to those things. And even whether you're, um, you know, holding babies or you're greeting at the door, you're cooking meals for funerals, like all, all those spots, you're making a difference and you're actually pouring out. And when you pour out, you give room for God to pour in right. and you create this really healthy cycle within your, within your heart. That's really amazing. And you start to realize that you were better or even greater than than you were when you first started serving. And that's when I think um, is really, really amazing when God begins to show you the greatest version of yourself. Um, when Jesus was um, in his ministry, a couple of his uh, followers, they're called the, um, the sons of thunder famously, but it's James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were arguing about who's the greatest, which is an interesting thing to do in front of Jesus because he is the greatest. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're, they're, they're trying to say like, who's going to be greater between the two? And um, 
Jesus says this in Mark, and I just think it's so awesome. He says in Mark 10, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the son of man, that's Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus clearly maps out what the greatest version of ourselves looks like. And that's a servant to serve. And it's crazy how we see that serving is not just something that we do. It's an action that reflects who we are. Mm -hmm. It's a part of who we are. And I see it all the time in, in the, the people that I'm able to mentor and the people that I'm able to pour into as, as staff, we pour into the volunteers, volunteers to serve, they pour into to their ministries and, and the different departments. And it's crazy to see how someone that would walk in not confident or not feeling right in their own skin as they start to serve and God starts to show them new things, they're confident. And they're able to, to, to be truly who they um, are, are meant to be. And I think that if Jesus was a servant, like you said, Pastor Jail, we're made in his image. So are we. Yep. And there are so many people in this room whose faith journey, whose life story has been dramatically shaped by serving. But we interviewed one such person this week, and her name is Sierra Tatum. Let's take a look at her story. So I grew up in Fellowship Church. Uh, my parents always set a really good example of what it means to serve in the church. And so pretty much any ministry that I was a part of or attending was the ministry that they were serving in. And when I started to age out of different ministries, um, I decided that I would just turn around and start serving in that ministry. When I was in sixth grade, about 13 years ago, I started serving in nursery. And then once I was out of middle school, I started serving in middle school nights at 4640. And once I graduated high school, I started serving in high school nights. And I really think that's what's made the difference for me. I think that because of being so connected and serving, um, I feel like I've gotten the, the family of this church rather than just feeling like it's my home church. There's so many people that I serve with that have become really close friends in my life and mentors and people that have just really impacted me. Um, I also found my husband here and so that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. So, <laughs> so yeah, it just, I mean, it really has like touched my life in so many different ways. I've gone through, you know, all of my life stages through this church and have been serving that, you know, that whole time. So through middle school and high school, graduating high school, going to college, getting my dream job, and then getting married and having a family has all happened while I've been attending and serving in the church. I think what's really cool about it too is that is how much I feel like I've received um, more than I've poured out. So even though you know I'm I'm giving my time and my effort, my skills, it always feels like I'm receiving more from it. It surprised me how how much I could accomplish and how much I found confidence in myself just through serving and, and being a part of something like that. I definitely think that I owe a lot of where I am today from you know, the people that I've met and, and just being a part of this family. You are going to love the outcome 
from serving than the people you meet from serving. If you're on the edge and you're thinking about serving but you don't know if you want to, I would say go for it because it's going to be life-changing. I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> so while writing this sermon this last week and it just caused me to think through who is a part of our church family and like the amazing people that God has brought together. And it's been such a privilege to think through different faces and look at the, the hundreds and hundreds of people that are pouring out their lives. Uh, be it in the choir, interceding on the platform, working in the children's or youth, running small groups, um, helping with guest reception. I mean, as I thought through and walked through and was like, who are we gonna interview? Who are we gonna talk to? I, I heard so many, we have so many more stories than we could even cram into these videos, but it blew me away to know that I get to be a part of Fellowship Church, that I get to work with such amazing people who love God, who love each other, who are becoming the best version of themselves. And Fellowship Church wouldn't be Fellowship Church without the volunteers that make Fellowship Church who we are. We wouldn't be the same without the same people at the doors greeting us every week, the same people helping run the cameras, the same nursery workers taking those babies over the counters and, and hugging them and loving them as their own. We wouldn't be who we are. Fellowship Church isn't the carpet and, and the pulpit and the lights and the stage and the comfy chairs. Like Fellowship Church is this. This is, this is us. This is us. We, we serve and we serve our God. So I, before I can even wrap up, I just need to say like, thank you yeah. to every single one of you that serve and pour out your hearts here. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I wish you could all have gone on this journey with me this week and really seen the nitty gritty of what goes into our church family serving. Um, and then I think the next call is, will you serve too? Like we want and need you, not just to attend, not just to be here on Sunday. And I know for some of you that in and of itself is a huge step and that's awesome. But if you've been here for any period of time, serve. Get, get in the game or get in the game again. And I, we wanna make it really easy. So we set up a ministry expo out in the uh, worship center lobby. There's just tables and every department, every task, every job, every team is represented at the ministry expo. You can just go there and browse and see if something piques your interest. And if nothing does, then you're just like, I need someone to sit down with me and just interview me, talk to me, get to know my story, and then plug me in somewhere where we need it. Um, Will, Will is volunteering right now, he'll be that guy. But there, there are tons of, uh, tons of people and we will help you find that spot, that niche, that niche for you. We want that for you too, because we want you to have that opportunity to connect with God, to connect with one another, to become that best version of yourself. And for a lot of people, that journey really begins with serving. 
that's where it starts for so many people. So let's pray together before we dismiss. God, we love you and we love the, the people of Fellowship Church. We love the people of Grand Junction in the city. And we are so blessed that we get to team together and we get to do your kingdom work. Thank you for letting us into the kitchen to, to cook, even though we make it harder and messier than some angels would have ever done. God, thank you for allowing us to connect with you by serving. And God, we pray that, it, that you would just lead each one of us into the area that you want us to serve, uh, the place, the team, the group, and God, that you would refresh those who are serving, that you would encourage them and strengthen them, that they would not grow weary and well-doing, but they would finish the course. And God, we pray that, that so many people that are just right on the edge, that you would just nudge them in um, to a team where they would make the friends that they've been wanting, that they would find their connection place that they've been needing. And God, we bless this group of people and we just ask for supernatural protection over them this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we love you, church family, and we'll see you next Sunday morning. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you're Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.